Today is July 2nd, 2020. And ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the first ever episode of the Mashing Joys podcast. I am with you today, your host, Cody Myers, aka Mediocre Panda. And sitting alongside with me here across the interwebs is my co-host, my cousin, and most importantly, my co-conspirator for world domination, Mr. Jason Kaysen. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing phenomenal because we're finally doing this. Yeah, it's this super been, it's super exciting that this is finally yeah. launched. Um, we've been planning this for months. Um, for those of you in the know within the network, Jason here is host of the fastest growing sports podcast in Idaho, Case in Point. And I am so honored to have this man sitting across from me doing this with me. This has been so much planning, so much, all this stuff going into it. And finally, we're getting it done. Literally the excuse as to why we play video games so much together. Yeah. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've spent hours rage quitting in Warzone fucking planning this podcast. Oh, so many hours. So many hours. So much bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It would literally it would literally go like if we were playing well, we wouldn't even talk about the show. But the moment that it went the complete fucking opposite direction, it was like, Hey, so the podcast, what are we thinking? Yeah. It, like, <laughs> When's that finally gonna happen? You yeah, know? <laughs> like immediately flipped the switch. And I'm super stoked. Um, not only for this show because i think that it's it's a whole nother realm that i get to attack obviously not doing sports um but i am um super excited for the case in point network to kind of grow which is going to be awesome trying to bring multiple podcasters and you know how i see it is me starting a podcast kind of started the whole idea but you and i doing this podcast is going to launch the network where we want it to go um and you know we we might have um we might have slowly gotten you into the producer role role for the case and point show but um you know getting you in there was key to launch this and you know this is going to go um very far i'm very excited for it and i think that this is just the first step but i'm i love it i'm stoked yeah and we've got so much planned for the future already. It's insane. You'd think we've been doing this for like at least a year, which to an extent we kind of have been just not on record. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Other than some slight conversations we've had on some of the stuff I've posted to YouTube on my personal channel. But, you know, we've had a lot of, just talks that we've said at the end of it, man, this would be a great discussion piece for a show, mm -hmm. you know, talking about games, how we feel about them, other sorts of entertainment. Cause we're going to kind of touch on everything. Uh, primarily a lot of gaming stuff, but comic books, movies, all the latest stuff coming out in basically every form of entertainment there is. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm super stoked for it. I'm a huge fan of all that stuff. I'm sure we'll talk some sports here and there. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll cross paths for sure. Yeah. So, essentially, for anyone listening here, we we are going to be talking about everything. All sorts of entertainment, anything that entertains us. Um, we're going to talk about and probably sound kind of stupid doing so, but that's kind of to be expected. Mm-hmm. But um, we've got really good expectations for the show. I think um, we think you're going to love it. We hope you love it. And we're excited to do our thing, you know? We're in our element. So, um, what do you say we officially get this thing rolling? Let's do it. All right, dude. Jesus, as I knock everything over. So, one thing we want to start kind of every show with is talking about, you know, what we've been playing, what we're excited to play, things like that. And all the goings on, goings ons in the gaming world. So, Jay, what have you been? Uh, what's been peaking your eye lately? What have you been playing, bro? Um, well, obviously, we talked about Warzone. We've been playing Warzone a lot, um, but oh, yeah. the times where our schedules don't collide. Um, actually, recently, I have I picked up the new, or not the new, uh, but Sonic Mania. Um, so so we, uh, me and me and my son, Zayden, uh, we watched the Sonic movie and loved it. And then it branched off into dad, can we play the Sonic game? And then that launched into basically three hours of Sonic gameplay where I played as tails, he played as Sonic and then he fell in love with knuckles. So then I obviously went to tails cause he's my favorite and just, I mean, we played, we've probably played that three days out of the last week. Um, so that's been, that's been exciting. And then I tried to pick back up um, uh, the new God of War because I bought it, never played it. Didn't want to start it because I knew that once I started it, I'd get sucked in and literally got like 30 minutes in and I could already feel like the pressure of, Oh my God, this is all I'm going to be able to play forever. <laughs> so I immediately turned it off and was like, what can I play now? So I picked back up 2k 20, um, been kind of playing with my, my team, um, uh, because now all the cards are like dirt cheap. So I can literally do like three challenges and then buy the card that I want. So I'm building my all rockets roster. Oh man. I thought you were talking about WWE 2k 20. <laughs> Oh yeah, let's let's start there. <laughs> no, that game's a fucking travesty. <laughs> no, uh, the sport that it's made after is a travesty. Yeah, all right. Or entertainment <laughs> circle. Um, it's not a sport. Vince McMahon calls it sports entertainment because <sighs> wrestling's a dirty word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But no, the the good two K twenty. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a yeah. very good distinction. Yeah, so I got of the uh, sport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so got a not not a like super stellar team because like the ninety nine overall cards are still super expensive, but uh, yeah. got a good squad. Got like a ninety two overall uh, Hakeem. Got a ninety eight overall Samson. Uh, ninety things like a ninety two T Mac. 96 Hardens and a 98 Russell Westbrook. Nice. Rockets. Shout out to T Mac, bro. I think. Goat. Yeah. 
I think I speak for both of us when we say that he's our favorite player of all time. Easily. His game was fucking that probably lazy, I'd say top five. Do I? Oh, does he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, dude, no, no, no. It's T Max Lazy Eye, bro. That's like yeah. literally, you ask any, like even Kobe did a thing on it that he was the toughest to guard because you just like, he was just so like yeah. calm. You had no idea where he was going, what he was doing with the ball. And I, to this day, I will still stand behind my thought because when I saw T Mac play, that was literally like everything that I paid attention to was his lazy eye. I was like, bro, you mm-hmm. don't even know where the dude's looking. Like, yeah, you know, he's going right. He's going left. He's freaking you out. Yeah. He's the go. And he, he got fucking buckets with that lazy eye too. Bro. Anywhere too. He's like, Kobe, yeah. you can get the, get the ball in the hoop anywhere, anytime. Didn't matter. The clock didn't matter. The defense, unfortunately injuries screwed his career, but yeah. he's a good player even with his injuries. Yeah, I think easily top three players without a ring. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Barkley. Barkley, yeah. McGrady. Grant Hill? No, Carl Malone. Oh, I am Malone. Never got one. Carl Malone's definitely up to eight. Yeah, he might not be top three, bro. Like, Stockton's probably up there. Yeah. I think, I don't know. AI, yeah, he did so much to progress the game. I think I think Malone over Stockton just because of oh, the yeah. diversity he brought to the brought to the court. He could do everything. Mm-hmm. Like he he's he's the leading scorer in NBA history for a reason. Like this man could put the ball in the bucket. Yeah. He could get the ball. But. Yeah. No, for sure. I agree. What uh what have you been playing? Well, I well, mean I know what you've been playing, but yeah. <laughs> lighten the listeners. Yeah. Um the mind fuck you've been going through. Yeah, man. Um, so if I've talked to you all ever, um, I've probably mentioned a little game called The Last of Us Part Two to you. And Jesus fucking Christ, that game. It is so to an extent challenging. I'm at a part right now where it's a little challenging with some of the fuckos to deal with. Uh, I won't get too deep into it because I haven't finished the game yet and I don't want to ruin it for everyone else. Uh, eventually I'll probably like, we'll probably talk in depth about it. And in which case the spoiler warning will be in full effect. But um, yeah, no, it's been a mind fuck emotionally draining for sure. Like there's so many ups and downs and just when you think you're safe, you absolutely aren't. Uh, I know I had one point where I was jumping out of my seat screaming, what the fuck just happened. <laughs> Things were so good. And now they're shit. So I've been playing a lot of that Warzone, obviously with you a lot. Um, we did our duos placement matches in Rocket League the other day. That went super well um, for one of us. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I helped. Okay, I started scoring after we finished our placement. All right. Yeah, I mean, hey, it it was fun. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. we had fun. Hopefully we get back into that. I do that entire time. We were just like, I miss this. You're like, the only one that you have to convince, bro. You were the one that broke your controller during one of our first tournaments. By the way, while we're on the topic, let's enlighten the people about uh, Mr. Case and Points. Fantastic. Hold down when both you and Mike 
didn't show up to the first game and I took on a whole squad by myself and beat them. And they reported me for not having all three players. So we got the loss, but I beat them one person V three case in points claim to fame is that he and then you won a tournament game that didn't fucking got our ass kicked. <laughs> yep. And you broke your controller and we is didn't that- play rocket league for like, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, we said the other night it was the first time we played Rocket League since Christmas 2018. Yep. And we weren't very good, like, then. <laughs> Somehow you placed silver, and I barely placed bronze. I'll be gold in no time. Yeah. I, uh, I won't be, but I'm <laughs> happy to ride your coattails just like I am right now. <laughs> so... um. Yeah, Last of Us, Rocket League, Warzone. A little bit of Apex Legends here and there. That's still like my go-to, my go-to BR. Um, I think it's just the best made out of all of them. The maps. I love Apex. I haven't been playing as much um, just because really, I that's like the one game that I refuse to play with randoms. Um, not because it's not fun. Because I feel like Apex, you can hold your own a little bit better than Warzone. Um, yeah. But even for me, and I'm not even that good at that game, but it's just not, it's not as fun because I feel like the, the interaction with your teammates is the best part. Like Call of Duty, you're so focused on the objective that sometimes it's fun. Like when you're getting crazy kills or knockdowns or whatever, but for the most part, it's like constant strategy that you're talking. Yeah. Apex. Oh, we should go over here. All right, cool. Rings closing. All right, cool. But for the most part, you're just like, oh, remember that time? And you're just bullshitting the whole time. Yeah. And that's like what makes that game so fun. So I haven't played it because generally when we play, we're playing Warzone or something else. Yeah. Um, Typically, the only time we really dip into Apex is when our boy Kyle is available. Hell yeah. Because he's uh, actually good at the game. (laughs) So Carry life. (laughs) 100%. I will not. Yeah. Yeah. That dude's just crazy. Shout out to Radwagon. Radwagon. Yeah. Your one stop. <laughs> your, <laughs> your one stop shop for box talk. Yep. Non-stop box talk. Non-stop box I'd be talk, a mess yeah. if I didn't mention that. Facts. Big facts. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we eventually have him here with us. Because uh, awesome. that's just going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. That's gonna, that might have to be a live event for yeah. the comedy that'll hit. Um, yeah. But speaking of Warzone... So new season patch drops. Yes. I know you haven't played it yet, but Correct. um probably we'll do that after we finish recording this. Facts, dude. The update is legit. Yeah. Um yes, it's another 20 gigs for most of us, yeah. which is 21 not on fun. PlayStation. Barf. Yeah. But once you get through that, uh the the new contract supply run is oh, yeah. awesome. Um, pissed a lot of randos off when I kept pinging it and I'd pick it up when they were trying to go for scavs, but then they'd get mad at me because I got a free self revive and they didn't because they didn't follow me. But basically your supply run, you pick it up, it'll ping a random uh, buy station and you have like a minute and a half to get to that buy station. And then once you get to that buy station, each person on your team can purchase one thing from the buy station at the discounted rate. So some of the strategies that are out there is drop there first. So you all get self-revives to start the game off. Um, some other strats are mid game, like 
right after you get your initial loadout because you'll still have some cash and you can get that second loadout on a discounted price. Um, and then the biggest strat is near the end of the game where you can get kill streaks dirt cheap, just buy a bunch of UAVs. Each yeah. team buys one UAV, and then you probably still have cash to carry another um, kill streak. Call your UAVs, yeah. get advanced, get that advanced. Yeah, kill streak. That's probably the biggest one that I've seen. Um, but I've tried out the first two, the very beginning of the game and mid game. And it was legit because the squad that I played with, it was, I had like 6,000 cash. So I bought the loadout and then the other two guys had like three. So they, one bought a munitions box and one bought an armor box. So we had bought both the armor box and the munitions box. And then we had the loadout drop. So you didn't necessarily have to pick your class that had max ammo on it. You can get something that was more kitted for the scenario and then roll from there, which was, um, that one we actually finished top 10, I believe finished top 10 with randos doing that strat. So that was kind of cool. And that's people who don't play the game who are more attuned to like apex or even Fortnite, Don't really get how hard it is to play Warzone with randoms. The very first game I played the day that game mode dropped, I played trios with a, with a couple randoms and all three of us dropped at different parts of the map. Yep. Like there was no, like no one's on voice chat really. And you just you can't communicate. The ping system is fine. Shout out to apex for pioneering that. Mm-hmm. That's been such a help in every BR I've played since, but like, there's not enough options in Warzone for the ping system to really be effective. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you can ping open door or open supply bin, or hey, there's an enemy, or hey, let's go here. But that's it. It's not like Apex where you could be playing with two randoms you don't hear a single word from and be like, hey, I need this. I'm looking for this. Let's go here. I'm watching here. I'm going to here to loot. Like, you have all these different options. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that voice chat or that kind of accessibility in Warzone, it's so hard. Right. So, like the fact that you guys finished top ten on that is insane. I was dope. it was lit, and it was one of those where um, I actually was the asshole that didn't have the mic because I was actually wearing my Beats because my um, wireless mic, since that's the only one I can use now, since my kids broke my other one, uh, died. <laughs> So I had to use this and I didn't have a mic and both of the guys were talking. So I was like trying to communicate to them via like ping and like body motion. Actually the, the best part and the listeners don't know uh, my take on it, but I refuse to get inside vehicles without a trophy system um, because it's true. People that. will not do it. And every fucking time I bend the rule, I explode. So I refused. They got into a uh, a rover and started driving to the supply run. It was like a hundred meters, so I was like, "I'm just gonna run." So I'm running. They're behind me, like pushing me with the car, and I just hear, <laughs> "Case in point, get in the car." Case in point, get in the car. So finally, I turned around and just started like shaking my character, just like, "No, I'm not getting in the car." And then as soon as I did that, one of the dudes with the mic was like, "Maybe he doesn't want to get in because it doesn't have a trophy system." And I just started <laughs> shaking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly Dude, at least they uh, got it <laughs> they did they did and that was and honestly that's why we finished top 10 is because they they were picking up what i was doing so when i pinged the supply run after we already got our class i pinged it 
And the one guy was like, oh, I hate supply runs. You don't get that much cash. And the other dude's like, yeah, but look, we already have, you know, 15 grand as a team. We could probably get loadout and a munitions box and whatever else. So yeah. that I, so then I like pinged it again. Like, Hey, I, that's exactly why I'm pinging this. So like, let's just do it. So we did it. And then when I bought loadout, they're like, Oh, he already bought loadout. Let's get a munitions box. And the other guy's like, Oh, I need armor. I'll get an armor box. So it just like worked out. Cause they, yeah. did the strat, but yeah, there's times where you'll drop with guys and they're just like, Oh, I need to finish my daily and land in boneyard. And there's nothing at boneyard. They're just doing it to grab a bounty or whatever. And yeah. Like, why are you doing Which that? Which bounties off the drop are just garbage. So dumb. The only like, the only time that that ever makes sense is if you're hot dropping somewhere and you want to see where a team's at. Like that's yeah, it's just a free UAV at that point. Yeah, like prison. Like if you if you land prison, grabbing a bounty isn't the worst thing because your scavs are probably underground anyways. So you're grabbing the bounty to find out where the other teams are. Yeah, until they decide to give you one in like fucking port. Or the north side of Farmyard Park. Yeah. Yeah, that game, a little ridiculous. But I think so far, based on just what I've read, because as you said, I haven't played any of this update yet, this reloaded update. Um, Based on everything I've read, I fucking love it. And I think it's easy for me to say that this is the best update since launch, probably, when they nerfed the 725s fucking okay dude (laughs) like this added so much content and like me as when we play warzone i'm definitely like a sniper fiend i have like two buildings in downtown i like to go to just to be an asshole downtown um and like i just pull out my hdr and i usually absolutely feast people not saying i'm elite but i'm pretty close um i concur but uh like the update increased damage range for the 50 cal which already had insane range like us sniping at people 500 meters away just see if we can hit them we're just downing dudes and the fact that the patch shows you how far yeah fucking awesome dude that's gonna be all the cod youtubers right now are flipping their shit they're like i've got my clickbait title you know how many screenshots people are going to do for their thumbnails for all their videos? Oh, dude. At least every single video for the next week. Yeah, 100%. But I'm very excited for that. I can't wait to jump in once we're, once we're finished here. But business first, obviously. Yeah, 100%. Which, speaking of, when do you say we get into what we're really here to talk about? Let's do it. So I'm excited. Um, hey, a month late or however long it's been, um, PlayStation had their PlayStation Five reveal event, which was so sick. I was pissed I didn't get to watch it live because I was at work or whatever. I and tried uh, my best to send you recordings. Yeah, he was sending me fucking screenshots and screen recordings of gameplay footage, and I was like. I'm so lucky I have my cousin who will just share all the shit while I'm out on smoke breaks. Just like, oh, this got announced. Oh, this got announced. Oh, my God, this got announced. Almost like the entire time I was like, okay, these games are coming out cool, whatever. And I was trying to like have screen record ready. So like if it was something where I was like, oh, hell yeah, I just hit it and go. So when Miles Morales, the Miles Morales one started, I was like, oh, yeah, boom, started recording. 
I literally dropped my phone because I creamed my pants when the rock, the ratchet and clank one started playing. Oh my God. I was like, dude, no way. And I dropped my phone. I was like, fuck. So I had to rewind to screen record it to send it to you. It was so funny because you sent me that and I was like, oh yeah, man, I was out on smoke break. This is part of the fucking event I saw. It was like the so one good. part of the event I saw live was the was the Ratchet and Clank reveal. But first off, let's get into uh, just the PlayStation 5 in general. I wrote down some of the specs that for like non-PC or tech-savvy people like myself care about. So um, it's coming in stock with 16 gigabytes of memory, which is nice. I think that'll certainly help with how the system runs mm-hmm. and just... Uh, hopefully not dropping as many frames. Hopefully your frame rate isn't in the toilet with that game or with that system. Uh, coming standard with an 825 gigabyte solid state drive, which is expandable. So you can get other solid state drives that are compatible with the PlayStation 5 and increase your storage. And it'll also, just like the PS4, have um, other extended storage options such as external uh, hard drives and USB devices. Mm-hmm which I love because I know for me, I I'm sitting here with a 500 gigabyte PS4 slim with a two terabyte external hooked up to it. And it's just may sound crazy, but for someone I've looked recently with 213 items in their purchased section on their PlayStation library, plus all my physical games that aren't on my PlayStation, like that's just not enough space. Mm-hmm. Sure, I could upgrade and get like an eight terabyte fucking external, but that would just be crazy. And that's something I don't have money for right now. <laughs> yeah. So I think having those options right off the top, the fact that I could just clear the external I have now and just plug it in, or depending on what games are cross compatible, which is another thing we're going to get into. Uh, Fucking might as well get into it now. Um, Sony's announced that the 100 most popular PS4 games will be backwards compatible at launch. Which is So you can good. expect games like, yeah. You can expect games like God of War on there. And I've recently found out that Gran Turismo has a huge following. And so I'm sure like Gran Turismo 7 will be a, a cross-platform title, or I guess backwards compatible is what i should say and i'm hoping games like spider-man horizon zero dawn uh the last of us part two should all be uh backwards compatible launch but we do not have a confirmed list one did with xbox 360 yeah because xbox 360 it was or xbox one you could have um some of the popular titles for xbox 360 because i remember when i got an xbox one i was like oh I'm going to go buy all the Xbox 360 games that I never played yeah, because I didn't have an Xbox. And I remember like just getting all the 360 games that I wanted to play and then realizing like only half of them were compatible, but a lot of the games that I grabbed weren't popular titles. They were just games that I wanted to play because it was on Xbox, not on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. which is something I find weird about that. Why wouldn't you make everything that was like say an xbox exclusive if it was on even the original xbox why wouldn't you make that backwards compatible launch right because i know i've picked up some 
original Xbox games, which I know that's sometimes quite a bit of a stretch to get backwards compatibility on a one, which I have a one S and a 360 at my desk. So you know, worst case scenario, I'll probably be backwards compatible on the 360. Like um uh true crime streets of LA. Colt favorite. I fucking love that game. Bought it on the Xbox, the original Xbox, not backwards compatible with anything. Which was fine. I was able to get a PS2 copy. So whatever. But like there are other games that I've wanted to play that I've only found on original Xbox. And I'm like, why can't I play this on the one? Like Tony Hawk's Underground. I'm a huge fan of the Tony Hawk series and most skateboarding games in general. And I got I got Thug for the original Xbox. Not backwards compatible on the one, backwards compatible on the 360. So I'm like, all right, I can still play it. And trying to buy a copy off like eBay is like $120. So six bucks isn't bad for a last gen playing experience. But right now we can only kind of speculate on what's going to be available at launch. I think God of War is probably a shoe in. That's the most successful game they've had this generation. Yeah. Um, fucking play it is what I'm saying. Um, Jeez. <laughs> let's see here. Um, we've got, uh, comes native with a 4k ultra HD Blu-ray player built in because PlayStation since the PlayStation three have been very big on Blu-ray. Yep. Which I mean, that's just the way the industry went at the time. And I think having that ultra HD capability is kind of a must at this point. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are buying these consoles have 4k TVs. They want that experience. It's just a matter of, are we going to get on at least most of these PS five titles that are coming out that we're going to touch on? are we going to get native 4k 60 frames? Cause that was, that was a big thing. The P4 pro is a lot of people were like, Oh, my games can hit 60 frames per second, but it was only games that were, that that was a feature on. Not all games were running at 60 frames. So having that would be huge, especially for shooters, you know, you don't notice how much of a difference that makes until you play on something that you can clearly tell. If you're playing on uh, Xbox One X or PS4 Pro or PC, obviously, like you can you can tell that extra time you have just makes all the difference in the world. If you, you can tell you're moving faster. Yeah. So. We'll see what that does. We'll see what games get announced that have that as a feature. Um, and also they have a, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it's called, but um, they're supposed to lower uh, load times. Please. Apparently, um, let's see here, five gigabytes per second is their load times. Nice. So PS, PlayStation and Sony are looking to basically eliminate load times. Period. Do you know what the PS4 was? Um, I don't off the top of my head. I'm sure I could find it. Um, but for uh, for you Fortnite fans out there, first off, why? Didn't and second off, those in Fortnite for quite a bit. 
I, I mean, you getting like not playing with me so you can get the Deadpool skin. Uh, yeah, listen, that happening. That's totally different. <laughs> it's Deadpool. It's the Merc with the Moth. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> also, I might have like a couple solo ones. I'm not like good. <laughs> um. But yeah, those load times are fucking atrocious. They're probably the worst I've ever seen. And that's coming from someone who grew up with like Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex on PS2. Yeah. <laughs> Which those load times were like not great. No. Granted, we had like no patience when we were kids. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. But Fortnite's just ab- abysmal. Yeah. Or As like a the, game and the Uncharted games were yeah. awful because all the theatrics that they had to put into it. Um, but yeah, those, those ones were brutal. It was kind of cool because yeah. like PS4 started like really seeing like how difficult it was loading screen wise for and loading times with PS3. So when they transitioned to the PS4, they really tried to implement things that could happen during loading times. So you'd see like, um, like videos or you could like do something with your character while the loading screens happen. So it's kind of nice that they realize that we don't give a shit about that. We just yeah. want to play. So, yeah, I was something I really enjoyed about um, going back to the PS three. Jesus, that was a long time ago. Um, playing like the early Assassin's Creed games where you could control, whether it be Ezio or fucking the other dudes, whatever their names were. Um, yeah. Um, you could like run around in just like this endless void mm. and just do whatever the hell you wanted. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that because it just gave me something to do. I just run in circles. <laughs> like I didn't do anything spectacular. I just ran in circles and I was like, this is entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> the glory of the PlayStation three, everybody. That was like college hoops. 2k you used to oh, do the dude. layup lines when it yeah. the game. That was awesome. Or uh, what was the one NBA Live like 07, 08 or something where they had like the half court that you yep. shot around? Yeah. Yeah. They actually, the EA Sports did that for both their NCAA basketball game and their NBA Live game. You yeah. do like a half court shoot around thing while things loaded. Yeah. I love that. It was so much fun. Facts. And I guess 2K kind of does that when you're in like my career and you like, walk out in the court and either get booed or cheered or whatever. And then you yeah. have like 30 seconds of shoot around. Yeah. But on the PlayStation two and three, you had like three minutes to just shoot around. Yeah. It took forever. So we'll see what these load times are like. And uh, I wasn't able to find anything giving me like a, a solid number on uh, PS4 load times. If you do know, and you want to let us know, because we're always willing to learn these things, um, throw down on the YouTube comments. This video is going to be on YouTube. And uh, you can also email us and tell us like what fucking stooges we are for not Facts. knowing the load times on PlayStation 4. Yeah, But before you do that, at least give us a thumbs up. Yeah, and then please. You can call us whatever you want. Yeah, please. If you're gonna if you're gonna call us jackasses, please support the show in the meantime. Facts. <laughs> um, so let's get into these games because I got super stoked. Fucking excited.
about some of these games. And some of these games I didn't even know about. And then I did research on afterwards and I was like, these look fucking tight. Yep. Um, one game I want to touch on, even though it's out of order on my notes, um, is a game that's going to hopefully eventually come out on this console generation, um, but will also be available on the next generation. And that is another game that I just pre-ordered. I was so fucking not sure about it, but I finally pre-ordered Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, nice. So I'm excited for that game. What I've seen and what I've heard so far have been really cool. Um, just these really deep, dense areas, like six districts and like the Badlands. It was like a lawless wasteland outside of Night City. Um, it looks like everything in there has a purpose and every person in there has a purpose, whether it be good or bad or just to take up space. Kind of like me. Um <laughs> Like every, they've really taken their time and put attention to detail in this game. It's supposed to be like a futuristic Las Vegas, I think they said. Las Vegas or Los Angeles? Yeah, one of those big Vegas, I believe. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. You got buildings that you would see in like Dubai in this fucking city, and just mega buildings or whatever the hell they call them. Um. They have talked about um, crafting is a thing you can do in it, whether it be crafting like utility items or maybe even like ammo or something. Uh, I think that's a really cool feature, especially because in this game, from what I've seen in gameplay, is there's some sections where you want to be very stealth. So having these little extra gadgets would be really helpful in trying to get in around enemies, taking them out in the best possible way, kind of like Metal Gear, mm. you know? Uh, yeah, hopefully... Like the Division. Like, the Division has yeah. that where you can craft different um, gadgets and then level up those gadgets, and then they do different things. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that's where they're going with that. And also the fact that they have they have their main story, but there's multiple like main quest lines okay it's not just like one linear story you're going through it and then you have these multiple ways you can go with it and still continue on your main story um i don't know if this means if they all kind of link into one central focus or if this is kind of alluding to the fact that there might be uh separate endings Hmm. depending on which way you go with it um, far cry yeah far cry and um the infamous games were another big one especially the first two um and even like fucking like black ops 2 had split endings hmm. i didn't know that until recently so i must have just played it the same time same way every time or whatever because i'm not good <laughs> um or creative or maybe you were good maybe you just beat that last level so fast that you didn't even allow yourself to like die and go to a section to then finish the alternate ending bro was, maybe maybe, it's the other maybe i'm just too fucking good yeah that's probably not true um yeah as the person who plays call of duty with me the most out of anybody <laughs> um let's see here 
some other games going with some of the big releases um playstation studios their internal first party studio that was like san diego studio and tokyo studio and all that have kind of been condensed into one just overarching playstation studios um and one of their main titles that they released or announced was uh horizon 2 forbidden west the sequel to horizon zero dawn uh, a game i have not played same um i've heard it's uh incredible basically god of war before god of war when it comes to uh the visuals and the storytelling and some of the mechanics of the game um it looks really interesting now that this one's been announced i think i might actually finally cop a copy of a horizon zero dawn check it out usually those very long um rpg style games are just not really for me um i had to kind of force myself into buying final fantasy 7 remake because of just everyone telling me how great it was and i was like you know i played kingdom hearts it's kind of the same thing but like disney so better don't obviously so i don't know i've heard from a lot of people that yeah at me please i need the interaction (laughs) um (laughs) but i've heard from some people that it's like their favorite game of all time and it's just this like genuinely uh cinematic experience yeah so the only thing that i have written down that i know about this game is that it takes place in san francisco like a dilapidated super futuristic set san francisco so it could just be san francisco (laughs) we'll never know never know um but yeah that game looks like it's going to be a huge success just based off of the first game and i'm assuming they're going to continue maybe build upon what they've already done um now my my pick for best in show and jason's obviously uh spider-man miles morales so dope oh my fucking god dude. and the concept the concept console for it oh fire take my money now if that thing is legit take my money now i will pay a thousand dollars for it basically if you guys haven't seen the concept imagine the playstation 4 bundle for the original spider-man but make everything that's white black because yep. miles is the red and black suit compared to the red and white red and blue kind of suit as yep. traditional peter parker would wear those are like two of my top three favorite colors so yes shut up and take my money sony please. i loved i loved how when they announced it it was like at first you're like okay that's 100 percent miles morales and then like it keeps going, you're like, okay, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a different kind of game. And then all of a sudden you start seeing because like it shows like him reaching out and like he's losing his suit. So mm-hmm. then you start seeing like the webbing and you're like, okay, that's definitely Miles Morales. And then they announce it and you're like, wait, what? I didn't know that this was even in production. And yeah. then there's all these war battles online about oh it's just dlc for the spider-man game that's gonna be on the new console and it's like oh wait nope never mind it's its own game and it's like nope just kidding that was a lie it's just a major branch off where it's gonna be its own disc but it's still dlc and then uh uh the studio like i the insomniac insomniac was like no bro this is its own game it's gonna be out for the new console yeah 
It's going to be lit. Big awesome. uh, I'm excited for that one. <laughs> big arguments online between Insomniac, you know, the developers, yeah, exactly, and Sony, the people who are exclusively putting out this game. <laughs> like, yeah, no, this is just a, this is just an expansion. Yeah. Uh, Wrong. no, <laughs> wrongo. <laughs> yeah, but well, I'm um, super excited about that. That like, yes, that's number one, and then number two for me would be Ratchet and Clank. Yeah which we'll get into next because Insomniac just keeps doing great things. Dude, yeah. Um, now, I've got a bunch of notes written down here for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, we've already touched on some of them. Um, apparently, one of the features they're adding, as well as the dynamic light cycles, the day cycles, dynamic weather. Because if you watch the trailer, you can see Miles kind of walking in wintry areas. And there's kind of some speculation going around whether or not, you know, this is going to take place. You're going to have dynamic weather, right? They've already confirmed that. If like maybe snow or ice is going to play a factor in like web swinging, Hmm. whether maybe, you know, if you try to swing on something that's like clearly icy, it's not going to stick as well. You can start falling or whatever. So there are many, there are a bunch of things they can do with that. Um, I have a feeling they might do something like that, but it's more so going to be um, kind of establishing the set pieces because yep. Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4 uh, took place over multiple seasons, but they were really just reskins of Manhattan. Like they weren't, they didn't do much for the actual story and gameplay. Right. It's just like, oh, now it's winter cool (laughs) thanks um there's been a little bit of speculation about who the main villain is and based on just some of the stuff we've been seeing there's some speculation that we could be seeing the debut of prowler which if you guys saw enter the spider verse uh prowler being one of the Big bads in that film, Miles Morales' uncle, spoiler alert. Um, so they're saying Prowler could be like our main bad, which I think would be super cool. I think Prowler is a very underrated villain who's mm-hmm. kind of just now getting his moment in the sun. Yeah. But that's just based off of, you know, base color schemes. Seeing a lot of black and purple with that being kind of attributed to Prowler. Um. There have been also some talks about uh, the inhabitants having a oh. role in this game, um, or that being a reason why Miles is kind of taking up the Spidey mantle. Is mm. they're saying that apparently there's a lead-in comic that they did with the release of Marvel Spider-Man, where at the end he's talking to Miles and he says that he has to leave for a while, and says, you know, if I'm not here you take up the mantle of Spider-Man, you protect the city, that kind of deal. Hmm. So um, we're thinking that it might be something to do with the inhabitants um, or this might be a way for them to feed into, and I highly doubt this is a big stretch, uh, lead into the death of Spider-Man, that comic thread, um, which is a very... It's a very crazy story, a very beloved story by comic fans. That's one of my favorite um, Spider-Man stories as well, as well with um, God, what 
was her name? Um, the death of Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. That is those. Yeah, Wait it's a great story. I wouldn't blame you if you did. Like, I'm sure a lot of people still have their copies or have like reproductions of it because mm-hmm. it's just that beloved. So the death of Spidey, but I don't think that's the thing because this seems to be kind of some of the talk is that this is kind of a middle ground between a prequel and a spinoff. Kind of like if you ever played Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, um, that was a lead-in to The Phantom Pain, the main game. A little bit shorter, but it was really only like one mission. Whatever. But it was still... They had to make it its own thing because it was that pertinent to the story and they didn't want to just like throw it in with all this other shit that's going on, which if you've ever played The Phantom Pain is a crazy game. But there's kind of talks of that. And I I think that's probably more so the case is like maybe at the end we'll see the return of Spidey in like the climactic battle. Yeah. Well, I did see, I did see that they were, um, I saw the Prowler one. Um, I also saw um, Sandman and there was a uh, DLC tease for Venom um, or Symbiote, but yeah. uh, that was like finish the story. And then they'd have a DLC where um, you could do like a, a, duo play where you can switch between Spider-Man and switch between Miles Morales and you would fight a like opponent. Um, uh, what's his face? The hunter dude. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Craven. Yeah. Craven. Uh, Craven was another one that was like the DLC duo possibility. Um, but That'd most of those, cool. most of those seem like more fan wants than developer wants. Um, Cause what I've been reading is insomniac really wants this to um, kind of branch off on its own. And then if they, if they feel like they, they need to tie it in, they will. But for the most part, they really want this to kind of be like a part of their series rather than like a sequel, like you were saying. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But um, insomniac, obviously being able to slide this under the rug. Yeah. And then make it a focal point for, the PS5 launch or preview. And then not only that, but psych, we also totally fucking lied to Sony as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Allegedly. I mean, Sony, if, if Sony knew this whole time and they were just hyping it up, they did a really good job of making us believe that they didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Cause would it be that much of a stretch to think maybe Sony has no fucking idea, but (laughs) Uh, they would have us fooled. But uh, yeah, I think in regards to Sandman being a possibility, I feel like they would probably save that for a standalone Spider-Man game. Mm. Although um, with the idea of, especially with that end scene of Spider-Man PS4, spoiler alert for that two-year-old game, um, shows uh what's his face um osborne norman walking into his um office 
his little secret lab in his fucking apartment. Nice ass apartment, by the way. Jesus Christ. When I was born. Yeah, of course. He's running for mayor. Yeah. Big deal. Um, but he's got Harry Osborne, his son, in that kind of like suspending suspendment chamber with what appears to be the Venom symbiote or some other symbiote. Um, because people were kind of speculating that Norman would come back as the big bad in Spider-Man 2 as uh, Green Goblin or having even Harry come back as Hobgoblin. But it seems like there's going to be some sort of symbiote play in the sequel. We're going to see where that goes. I am watching it very closely, as I'm sure Jason is as well, because Spider-Man is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. It's so good. It is extremely good. Yeah. Play it. Play it. Play it. Do um, it. Do it. <laughs> Uh, on topic with Insomniac, as we kind of alluded to, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The first quote-unquote original title in the Ratchet and Clank series since the ones that were all really bad. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, did not like anything after three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the movie tie-in was a cash grab. Oh, but, time was awful. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder they gave it out for free. <laughs> like that game. I brutal. I got it for free and still wouldn't play it. <laughs> so brutal. Um, next on my list for those games is Farming Simulator 19 over Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> um, so some of the things they've shown in the trailers is it looks like there's some sort of dimensional collapse going on like the dimensions and times are all kind of interlocking and kind of just crumbling into one fucking like black hole extinction level event yep and like um the levels you're going to be able to go through dimensions as part of like the level play to help you yeah. move throughout the map um yeah, they were talking about like the detail that they're going to be putting into this game is kind of what they're hoping to bank on to bring everyone back to the franchise. Yeah. Um, the game looks fucking gorgeous. Oh God, dude, it looks so good. Oh, so my God. good. And I love that that kind of tie-in with the whole dimensional thing because they also showed off the dimensional tether, which was kind of like, you know, you'll see like the little particles floating of like, dimensions crumbling and he has like a grapple that he just like shoots at it and he goes through it yep and just ends up like behind enemies and shit and like it's a really big thing for the combat set pieces i've noticed and just for level traversal they'll have those big like purple ones um kind of reminds me with the tethers of portal especially because the fact that they used orange so it's like we see what you're doing insomnia you can't hide um and they've also yeah and they also teased in the gameplay if you listen to the the um dialogue is they mention a uh, fan favorite bad guy from the ratchet and clank series that being dr nefarious coming back just to fucking crumble the world um so yeah, just just 
on a cosmic level fuck shit up (laughs) (laughs) like i'm i'm excited i hope they don't make him as much of a bitch as he was in the other game (laughs) he was such a twat pretty sure i could have kicked his ass well like if they went (laughs) um but in like ratchet and clank 2 going commando on the playstation 2 uh he was fucking great i loved it at least i'm pretty sure he was the bad guy in two might have been three fanboys hate me um but that game i'm so fucking excited for it i almost pre-ordered it so i was like this is one of the main games i'm looking forward to as like a launch title that spider-man and uh that's really it so like the two and of course they're both insomniac titles because they're great at what they do uh the fairest was three three that's it who's two was uh, it say stewart something Stuart Little. Stuart Little confirmed the bad guy. Stuart Little. That <laughs> you dirty rat. Boat races. Uh, <laughs> Dude, fuck that, bro. Stuart Zergo. Okay. Was the villain, too. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Couldn't have thought of anything else. That's whatever. Um, going into a, a cool title, but kind of a throwaway title. Um, I remember when you texted me about it, so fucking excited. Let's not um, talk about it. Uh, Sackboy, a big adventure. Okay, yeah, that's not what I thought you were going to bring up. No. Sackboy is going to be lit. Don't I'm ever. Not, I'm not bringing Stray into this conversation. <laughs> Dude, Sackboy is going to be litty. Sackboy, have you played? I don't think you have because I don't think you have the VR for the PlayStation, but the, the, the Astrobots game it's like mario world but like with the astrobots and like when you wear the vr goggles and you use the controller like your controller like comes to life so like they pop out of like your touchpad and like you can just like fling them all on the map like super interactive makes it like if you're bored and just want to like just play a game just for fun like it's a great game for that because it'll suck you in for like a couple hours and sure you're excited to play that with the kids 100 percent and like that boy is going to be exactly the same um just with Sackboy instead of the little astrobots uh, yeah and it's going to be not vr exclusive which is going to yeah. be cool yeah i think that adds a little bit not a little bit a lot of accessibility to it because i know for the longest time i haven't been able to get a vr it's just not in the fucking budget and i know that's the case with a lot of people they are just cranking out these bitching titles on the vr like the Iron Man one looks Iron Man looks sick. tight. Uh Beat Saber. I fucking wanted oh, to play awesome. that for so long. So good. Um, but the kind of I kind of drew that Mario uh comparison too watching it. It looks like if you ever played new Super Mario Bros. U or whatever mm-hmm. on the Wii, it was like a 3D Mario Bros. game. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. So if you're into those like Mario 3D platformers, fuck yeah. Like they're just a classic genre. That's what this whole kind of thing was built around. That and asteroids. And Pong. Pong. Dude. I love playing Pong. It's so much fun. <laughs> um moving into 
game from Gearbox Publishing. They did not develop this game. I made a mistake in assuming that when I saw the trailer, but uh, Godfall. That's the one um, I was hoping we wouldn't talk about. I thought that's when you were like, I was super hyped about. I thought that's what we were going to talk about. You were, you were fairly hyped about it. I think I talked you down a bit too much. Yeah. Just because I wasn't. I, I saw it. It's a really cool concept, but to me, it just looks like Melee Borderlands. Yeah. Like, you're just, oh, beat this guy. Here's some stuff. The way it was. Do it like, again. The way it was described in the articles that i read and like the images that were shown i put it together like it was like uh like for honor meets batman arkham asylum like that's what i envisioned in my head then when they showed the gameplay of it i was like yeah yeah, pretty close kind of it kind of gives off those vibes for sure then i started watching more and I was like, oh my god, this game's gonna freaking suck. This game's gonna this game's gonna be bad. Like just it's gonna be a game that I'm probably gonna force myself to buy because mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to prove everyone wrong and I'm gonna play it and it's gonna suck, or I'm not gonna play it and it's gonna be like freaking the God of War. <laughs> no, I was gonna say uh Death Stranding. I was gonna say I was gonna bring that up. I was like, how's Death Stranding going, dude? Yeah, hey, the controller's lit. The controller yeah. is lit. The controller and the PS4 fucking pro bundle. Lit, dude. Lit. <laughs> this man buys the bundle just for the fucking console. And He's like, I have zero and intention. Controller. I'm sorry. And controller. And the controller. Has zero intention on playing the actual game. Still wrapped. Still in the wrapper. Yep. Uh, just like Kojima wishes it was for everyone. <laughs> Sorry, bud. There it is. Still in the cellophane. Norman Reedus, you've done so much better in your life, man. <laughs> Fucking Boondock Saints, Walking Dead. PT. <laughs> yeah. This was supposed to be kind of like since Silent Hills got canceled, it was supposed to be like, well, we've got Norman, so got to do something with him. Yeah. So they made him a mailman. <laughs> a, a fetus mailman. <laughs> the Reedus fetus. <laughs> Reedus fetus. Yeah. So. All right. Moving on from that um, <laughs> guaranteed travesty. Uh, another game that isn't a launch title, but when I saw the trailer for it, I think I was the most hyped I've ever been for a game in this series. And that being Resident Evil 8 Village. More than, more than Hitman? We'll get into that. I <laughs> I have a very love hate relationship with Hitman, as I own all the fucking games, all of them. Um, but we didn't see any gameplay footage really, other than maybe some like pre-rendered stuff, um, for cutscenes. But basically, what it looks like, kind of um, setting wise and enemy type wise, is more similar to. Uh, Resident Evil 4 with Leon Kennedy and you're kind of fighting off those like culty fucks that are like have like some sort of weird shit going on with them where they don't like people. I think I have that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get to that level. Yeah. Um, might have but to it, find you the antidote. Right. It's called Travis Scott. Hey, don't you open up that window. 
Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <It's> I, <laughs> this was going so well. <laughs> um, is a direct sequel to my favorite Resident Evil game, which is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Um, after after Resident Evil 4, they most certainly did not put out a Resident Evil 5, 6, and 5 and 6. That were just- I remember a Resident Evil 5 Gold Edition. Mm, man, don't know what black market website you were on because those games don't exist. Fucking fight me. Um, but Resident Evil 7 was so fucking good. It was so good. They ditched the over-the-shoulder and fixed camera angles for a first-person point of view, which I think supremely improved it. There are times where I knew what was coming and I was still like jumping out of my seat because it was, I'm a wussy. Um, But they, so you're still playing as Ethan, who was the main guy. No. I'd make it better. It would have been been sick. It would. Fuck you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> wow you heard it here first um but you're still playing as that ethan dude and um i don't it looks fucking insane it, it looks like you're dealing with some very culty crazy fucks i feel um, like they're gonna go back to um like small map area gameplay kind of like resident evil 2 um, where you're like strictly in the police station um, because obviously it's Resident Evil 8 Village. So yeah. assuming the title stands correct, you're going to be in a village. Um, yeah. But a lot of the things that I've been reading is they're going to try to really make it like make you feel like you're there. Because sometimes, yeah. like the Resident Evil games, they like expand it so much that it's just like, okay, how'd they get there? Or whatever like uh, this part of the map sucks this part of the map's fine but when they make it so small and they condense it down it makes you feel like you're actually there and you remember locations to where you know you're constantly like resident evil 2 what made resident evil 2 so cool was the in-game saving where you go to the typewriters and and you go storage boxes and all that like you knew where everything was so like if you were in the middle of a mission collecting jewels or whatever you were doing you knew oh hey i can go back to this typewriter right here and save my game or whatever and some of the things i'm reading is they're trying to go back to that because they feel like that's kind of it was so um uh new i guess but it it was it was something that it was a concept that a lot of games had but they just didn't perfect it like resident evil 2 did and i've been reading that they're trying to go back to that to where like you'll have a safe house and there'll be areas on the map that, you know, they can't see you or can't find you or, yeah. Um, and, and they're going to try to make you really understand the area and being able to utilize your surroundings is what's going to help you get through the game faster. So they're trying to condense it down. So you feel and fall in love with the map and understand the map so you can navigate yourself better. Those guys over there at who's that? Konami, or Capcom. What was Capcom? Capcom. Cap- Capcom. Unless they changed, it's always been Capcom. They um they've been on a fucking roll. 
with these games. Resident Evil 7, like I said, phenomenal game. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, awesome. Resident Evil 3 Remake, based off what I've seen, I have not played it, uh, incredible. Just sticking to the formula, you know, <laughs> what's working is working. Um, we see it all the time with all games. Like you'll see, you know, games will come out with like one, two, and three, and they followed a similar formula, just added more to the game. And yeah. then, you know, Resident Evil is a perfect example. They start trying to implement the move and change the maps and change the storyline, and it's just like this is too much. It, you need to go back to what got you where you were at, and then yeah. they get back to it, and it's like, oh hey, it's good again. Shock. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, exactly. Our, us, our fucking armchair game developers over here. I told you the whole time, fucks. Well, with the remakes, they they definitely expanded a lot on it. Like they added moments that were specifically new to the remakes, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool because mm-hmm. it didn't jeopardize the whole um, source. Right. You're not. It's not adding too much to the story. It's just adding layers. Right. And um, if they stick to something like RE7, because the whole the whole game basically took place on the uh, Baker compound, I believe that's the name of the people was the Bakers, um, and they have like this guest house and they have this huge fucking mansion, and that's basically where the entire game takes place. And there's so many twists and turns in it that you just like don't really see coming. The ending's fucking insane. Um, and they kind of pick up where that ended in the end of the trailer because um, at the end of the trailer for Resident Evil 8, you see a man standing over a person unconscious and a per- and then the player character, Ethan, and he says, I'm sorry, Ethan, and then shoots the body. I think it's his girlfriend, Mia. I think she makes a return in the game. Hmm. And then Ethan says, Chris, why? Um, revealing that that's Chris Redfield who makes his appearance at the end of Resident Evil 7. Spoiler alert. Um, so having those returning characters and you know, continuing this really large story that people re- like myself really fell in love with um, and sticking to what's been working, like we've proven it's been working like these are you know very critically acclaimed games and it's kind of bringing resident evil as a franchise back to light that's why they remade two that's why they may remade three hopefully not to a level where they try to make another shit movie yeah please leave us alone with that garbage (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah due to the fact that we don't really have gameplay or have a whole lot of specifics on it. We can't really go into too much detail on it, but uh, other than to say, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this game. Have I ever told you my Resident Evil movie story? Uh, No. Forced to watch it twice. Oh my God. Please tell it now (laughs) here on air. (laughs) So we, uh, we were in middle school, I believe we were in middle school or, or like freshman year in high school. And the cool thing was to, go to a movie super early Saturday and then watch every other movie until it was nighttime. And that's what you did. You just went to the movie theater and hop movies and try not theater to hop. It was awesome. So what we did was don't do that kids. It's illegal. Yeah. And it's awful to do to the people that make these movies. You're just taking money out of their pockets. Yeah. Sick. How, 
how dare you do that to Mr. George Lucas, a man who is very much struggling for money right now. Speaking of George Lucas and kind of in that fantasy realm, I did it to the Indiana Jones Crystal Skull. They fucking deserve it. They fucking deserved it. I'm so glad I didn't pay a fucking nickel for that movie. But so so we we always would run into rated R movies because then when you'd movie hop, generally like the rated R movies weren't playing at 11 in the morning. So you would you know go see like a couple movies and then you try to go into the rated R movie and if you snuck in properly you were good but if you got caught you got double caught you didn't get the movie hop caught and then you also got the you're underage in a rated R movie and your ticket is for a PG or PG thirteen movie so we were like I got it we're gonna go at like you guys are supposed to be here watching Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs (laughs) it's actually more but oh. Gross. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, but yeah, dude. Fuck. No, there was there was a day that I, I believe one of the days we saw Norbit, the Messengers, uh, Beowulf. Uh, I forgot they one. made that movie. Yeah, that was awful. Um, <laughs> so we we're like, okay, let's find the earliest rated R time, any movie that's out. We really wanted to go see Good Luck Chuck, the Dane Cook movie. Yeah, that was like the one that we really wanted to see. So we're like, let's find like the Dane earliest. Cook was popular for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we wanted to go see the earliest rated R movie, and then we can hop. And then if they ever like try to see our ticket, they'd see that we already got a rated R ticket, so it wasn't that big of a deal. So we got Resident Evil, which was at like twelve thirty. I don't even remember which Resident Evil it was. All I remember was fucking dog shit. So <clears> we watched that movie, and then once it was over, we walk into Good Luck Chuck. And we start watching it, and as soon as like the initial big boob scene happens, which let's be honest, being freshmen, that was really the only reason why we wanted to see it. Yeah, certainly not Dane Cook. <laughs> no, the guy comes in and he like shines his flashlight and he's like, "Are you guys in the right theater?" And we're like, uh, "We think so." And he looks at our ticket, doesn't even look at the time, just looks at the movie and sees that it's rated R. He's like, "You're in the wrong movie." We're like, really? Walks us back to the theater we were just in and fucking sits us down and we had to watch Resident Evil again. Awful. Uh, we literally, we, this was back in the day of PSP, okay? It was me, my buddy Justin, my buddy Andrew. We were all three playing our PSP in the front row of Resident Evil, not even watching the movie. And then like 40 minutes in, we're like, should we go try it again? And we're like, no, this literally ruined our day. Let's fucking go home. So we literally left the theater and just said, fuck it. And all we watched that day was a set of tits on good luck, Chuck and resident evil one and a quarter times. It was the worst day of my life. I wonder if that won any stinker awards. Maybe that's something we're going to have to bring back. Oh yeah. 100%. We've discussed this before off record, but for those of you who don't know what the stinker awards are, there's a thing that was, um, <laughs> fucking bunch of shitty movie critics um who did the stinker bad movie awards which are fucking hilarious and upsetting because there's a lot of movies that shouldn't be on there but they put yeah. them on there but yeah it is yeah. absolutely hilarious to read so we will definitely have to do an episode on yeah. this just saying kung pao under the fist is a fucking masterpiece it's betty you son of a pig the name is betty (laughs) 
now I just want to quote that movie, but we have a show to do. <laughs> it's so good. So um, good. Next up on my list was Deathloop, which was a game that you were a little skeptical about at first. I'm, and I'm still skeptical, but it, it's questions. Like I, I just once I'm like immersed into the gameplay, I feel like I won't. But like there are questions about yeah. the game that I have. Um, basically, what I picked up on art style wise, it's very Dishonored. Um, for anyone who played the Dishonored series, uh, very similar game mechanics and art style. Uh, a little bit more colorful than the dreary fucking London slums that the original game takes takes place in but the storyline kind of follows somewhat of like a happy death day kind of story mm-hmm. you got all these rival uh assassins or whatever and you have to like take them each out one at a time kind of like dishonored um but from what i understand is if you die you start over now what i Say start over. I don't know if that means the whole game or right. just and that's to, where like, my question level. Yeah, because if it's a whole game, I'm not buying a roguelike fucking assassin game. Fuck no. that. If I want to play a roguelike, I'm going to play like Dead Cells or Gungeon or Binding of Isaac or something like that. But I'm not like in a game that looks this um, challenging. Honestly, for people who aren't. Uh, sp- kind of accustomed to the stealth style gameplay of like that, like in Dishonored. Um, it's going to be difficult because you can't just take on every firefight. You can't just take on every person. Like you could, you're just not going to have a good time. You're going to Well, especially if like, if you get, and this is like, we're going back to like, do you start completely over or do you start a restart at like a checkpoint or like when you die, is it still part of the story to where you start back over, but now your level is increased in difficulty because now you have to do this before you do that because you died, which would be cool because you're still adding content as you go. Yeah. But if it's the same content over and over and you're getting like 20 minutes deep and you keep dying and it sends you all the way back, I'm out. Like I, yeah. I don't have Mom. the mental capacity to do that, to be like, okay, this is what I did wrong. I need to do this. And then you get it and you still fuck it up and you get sent back and you're like, oh, let's spend another 20 minutes trying this again. Fuck yeah. that. No thanks. But if you go back and it's like, oh, because you did that, now you have to do this and then it might lead you back to that spot, then I'll do it because you're still adding the content to where it's fun. It really increases um, a big thing that game developers have to look at nowadays is replayability. Mm -hmm. That's why you've seen New Game Plus make a huge surge in a lot of games. Um, God of War has a New Game Plus. Spider-Man added one in an update later um naughty dogs confirmed that the last was part two is going to get a new game plus um a lot of games where you have to do a lot of leveling up and like getting loot and things like that um have a new game plus mode so i think having those extra uh barriers from dying before really increases the experience because mm. you can go back and play that and you're not going to play it the same every single time right if you die and now you have to do this to do that, sick. Give me more. Right. Give me more shit to do. I'll die like seven more times so I have more shit to do. Right. So um, we've seen a little bit of gameplay of that. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it a million times. It looks like Dishonored. Like uh, skill-wise with your little like blip teleport thing you can do 
and like um, gun variation. We've only seen a few different guns, um, like a, a Kimbo pistol, I think some sort of a rifle and a shotgun. Um, and I think maybe like an SMG. I'm not sure about that. Um, but depending on how they execute it and when we get more details, more gameplay of it, I'm sure we can kind of finalize where we stand on this game. But uh, right now it's kind of open to question. Yeah. Um, another game that's open to question, Hitman 3. We kind of touched on this a second ago. Um, I'm a lifelong Hitman fan. Started back on, uh, I believe it was Contracts, and then Silent Assassin, Blood Money being God tier. Uh, Absolution, and now this new series that they've kind of been doing at IO Interactive where they did Hitman Season 1, where they kind of released it episodically, which was kind of like a hindrance for a lot of people. I know I didn't buy the game until the whole season was out, and they put out like a complete Season 1. And I was like, cool, I'll play this now. Right. Um, And I had a lot of fun with it. The first one was really awesome. Second one I've barely gotten into, but based on everything I've heard, they released it all at once. And they also released a legacy pack to where you could buy the season one levels and you could play it all on one disc, Hmm. which I thought was a cool thing to do, but also like, do you need my $60 again for this game? That's two years old. Right. Bethesda. Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, they do probably. Um, But Hitman 3 is the uh, conclusion to this uh, world assassination storyline they're going on where it's taking you all over the world and they've shown off a little bit of uh, a level in Dubai where you're on one of those mega skyscrapers and uh, apparently you got a couple people to kill. You don't really see much of it, but it's classic Hitman gameplay of sneak around, fucking take people out, take their disguises, and get around to different areas. You know, very stealth oriented. That was kind of my introduction into the stealth genre. And I, it's still something I go back to all the time. So I'm to an extent excited about this game. Um, I still need to finish Hitman 2. But once I finish that, uh, I'll really kind of have an understanding of where they're at mm-hmm. uh, concept-wise and gameplay-wise. And we can go from there. And if they release more details and more gameplay please release more gameplay. Um, then I'll have something more to go off of. Right. But for now, it's kind of a meh. Kind of like Deathloop. Um, Rainbow Six Quarantine's a thing. <laughs> uh, so it's like a three-player co-op. It's not following the same uh, formula of Siege, where it's the 5v5 kind of competitive game modes this is um they released a game mode in siege called outbreak where it's a you know three-player co-op and you've got these like fucking alien mutant things attacking you and apparently outbreak on siege was hard like unless you were already like a pro player you stood no chance Hmm. it's something that i heard about it i never played it i'm just now getting back into siege but uh, it sounds like that's going to be kind of the um, – that's what it is, you know. 
I'm sure there'll be some online stuff so you can party up with friends. Uh, they said there's going to be a co-op campaign. So kind of going back to like the older Rainbow Six games, yeah. like the original, I remember playing the original on PC and it, it had like a story kind of, or at least like a set of missions you had to do in succession. Right. Yep. Um, so I think that'll be really cool. They're going to add new operators and um, new abilities. And speaking of new things, 100% new development team at Ubisoft Montreal. It is not the same dev team from Siege. Hmm. So it takes place in the Siege universe. Um, we're going to have some returning operators. Uh, but this is, this is, we're breaking a little bit of new ground. They have kind of a layout of how they want to do things. And what I've seen from the uh, trailers of it is it looks pretty insane. Hmm. Um, if you're into that, fucking A do it i'm sure it'll be a great game ubisoft's been putting out bangers for the most part yeah um i will probably play siege for another couple of years granted the game's already been out for like five years and they're still adding shit to it so it's kind of if they take as much care with rainbow six quarantine great name to have right now by the way rainbow six quarantine is it no, it's not. Everyone stay safe. Super Wear a fucking original. mask. Um, apparently it got announced before this, though. So, like, yeah. Easy mm -hmm. PR move. Yeah, right? We thought of it first. Yeah. You guys had to go get sick. Yeah. Hope you all are staying safe. Yep. Wear a mask. Yep. Wear a fucking mask. No one asked you to wear a chin strap. <laughs> wear a mask. Um, moving on from that, the game I'm probably most excited for right now, which is Watch Dogs Legion. Now, this game was originally scheduled to come out March 6th of this year, 2020, the year of our Lord. But it's July 1st. Yeah, right? Um, so... <laughs> I don't know if there was just a development mishap or if this was just like right at the very beginning stage of this coronavirus thing we're going through right now. Um, but it got delayed and going onto Ubisoft's website when I was looking it up, there is no release date. Um, so if this is a development issue, they don't want to confirm anything right now. Um, currently, it's a smart says, PR move. Yeah. Currently, it just says coming 2020, which granted, we're recording this right at the beginning of the second half of the year. So there's still plenty of time, but with the way I understand of um, game design and how things go, these things take time. So if there's like major issues, major issues, um, they're going to want to take their time with this because they've hyped it up a lot and they've got people like me very excited. Um, kind of taking it into the setting, we're looking at a near future version of London, London, England. That is, um, kind of dystopian. What other London would we be confused with? Uh, London, Ontario, Canada. Don't fucking quiz me like that again. Um, I understand that it's Canada Day. Yeah, hey. dude. Fucking happy Canada Day. I'm wearing my but, hockey hat. But, but uh. But that, 
Yeah. I don't, aside from you, um, <laughs> I had an idea that you might go that direction, but I was like, no, he's going to say something stupid. Um, and you did it, but good for you. Um, yeah. but, I know uh, things. Yeah, like 90% of the listeners have no I idea drink and happens. I know things. Good Game of Thrones reference, even though you haven't finished it. Nope. Thankfully for me, that was on like the pilot. So <laughs> X. I have like the first three seasons. So whenever I can watch them. By the way, good callback with the How I Met Your Mother. Dude, right? I was hoping you'd get that. I figured you would. would. Yeah. Dude. It's good. Such a good show. Yeah. Fantastic um, show. But with um with Watchdogs Legion, kind of the era is police has kind of been phased out to private military groups. Hmm. So kind of a touchy subject to get into. We're not gonna get into it. Um, Fund police talk. No, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> um, but very, uh, very militarized is what they've got going on over there. And a lot of the areas have been taken over by organized crime, doing some shady shit, drug dealing, human trafficking, you know, the basics. The huge. Yeah. Um, don't know if they're cutting off people's heads yet or leaving horses in people's beds, but oh. yeah. Godfather. Damn, Godfather reference. reference. All Dude, right. You know me. <laughs> I got this shit. Um, but they've really embraced the play as anyone thing. Hmm. So every single person in the game, NPC, enemy, whatever, has a backstory. They have associates that they frequently associate with, uh, schedules on like where they're going to be at different times, different traits. So like one will be like, there was one they showed off in the gameplay demo of a chick that they wanted to recruit who was like an MMA fighter. Like Ronda Rousey? In, no, a good one. <laughs> Oof. She's going to put me in an arm bar, isn't she? Yeah, she would fuck you up. Let's Dude, just, I yeah. no, 100%. I'm not saying Ronda, if you're watching, I, my money's on you. My money is also on you. I'll probably try to run. <laughs> I, I know my limits. <laughs> but um, she had like plus 200. Out on our first episode. I know. I know. I feel bad about it. Rhonda, please don't hurt me. I mean, I called out Ethan Hawke, but I could kick yeah. Ethan Hawke's ass. You could not kick Ronda Jesus, you're really Jesus, you're really fucking sinking in, dude. Hey. Yikes, we're going to be fucking hated. <laughs> well, Ethan Hawke has no fans, so we don't have to worry Oof. about that. All right. <laughs> Burns keep coming. Anything else before we move on? <laughs> I literally don't know any movies that he was in because he sucks so bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with this game, you can recruit anybody. Uh, they showed off multiple times in different gameplay demos. You can play as like old ladies, <laughs> like just these fucking grannies that are just sneaking into like police stations wearing like a pig mask, it's like hobbling through shit. They call those low mobility characters, by the way, <laughs> they can do everything that everyone else can do. Just way slower. Hmm. Um, they have different stat trees that you can upgrade and different perks. Um, and they have three different classes. 
uh, hacker, enforcer, and infiltrator, I believe, are the three different classes. So when you recruit someone, you can select them to a class that like best fits their um, attributes, mm-hmm. and then you kind of level those up. So really cool. Um, and another thing that they did was uh, permadeath is a thing. If you fucking die with someone in that game, they're fucking dead. They're oh, dead. She, they're dead as dicks, bro. Like, oh. if you get critically injured, they'll give you the option. Be like, stand back up or surrender. If you get surrendered, if you surrender, you go get arrested. And apparently you can, like, get your people out. But if you get back up, they're like, okay, we're going to fucking kill you now. We're going to end your life. That's cool. I like yeah. that. With how many, with how much, um, with how many people they're planning on putting in this game and how um, dense the environment is, uh, and with this whole being able to recruit and play as literally anybody, you can recruit police to your cause. It's going to take some convincing. They're very, they don't like you. Is it? Probably. Probably. I've seen enough, I've seen enough gang movies to know that yeah. there's at least like two dumb cops that you can. Yeah. Have you ever seen Super Bad? There's a couple dumb cops right there. <laughs> Grown ups. True. By the way, uh, just so everyone doesn't hate me, there are some good Ethan Hawk movies, but it's not because Ethan Hawk's in it. And you do know movies that Ethan Hawk is in, by the way. Training, you want- Training Day. Ever heard of it? Oh, dude. Fucking Denzel's my boy. Yeah, see, Denzel Carey. Ethan Hawke sucks. You could have put in freaking Jamie Kennedy, and that movie would have still been good. <laughs> what else was he in? Uh, I believe he was in Magnificent Seven. Uh, he was in another Dead Poets Society, I believe. He was in was a, he in Dead Poets? I think so. Well, I mean, he definitely got carried in that movie. So uh, Yeah. Uh, he was in The Purge. Yes, he was in The Purge. Uh, there's another movie that he's in that I don't know why it's slipped my mind. But he was on one episode of Robot Chicken. Yeah, no one cares about that. <laughs> um, now I'm like really looking. Was he in Dead Poet Society? I need to know. He was. He was definitely carried by uh, the genie in Aladdin. Yeah. Yep, he was in it. That was his third acting credit. Yeah. See, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He peaked then. Yeah. <laughs> Denzel carried Training Day with accompaniment of Terry Crews and his first acting credit. Yep. And Jamie Kennedy credited yeah. as Ethan Hawk. <laughs> Man, you're just fucking letting loose on Ethan Hawk. Yeah, yeah, I don't like him. I don't like his face. <laughs> Something I just want to fucking punch it. Yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> Kick it, punch it, shoot it, or something. Pop it, twist it, do it. <laughs> Flick it. <laughs> um, <laughs> next up is Marvel's Avengers, which... Let's not talk about it. God, I hope it's good, but fuck, it doesn't it look like better, it. <laughs> dude, it better be good, because the, the, the new trailer that they released, where they like actually showed some of the story and mm. like... How was that the A Day prequel video? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I how they're incorporating one. like all the heroes. Like, first of all, you got the likeness of 
every single character except for Thor completely wrong. Yeah. And it's upsetting. And part of it, part of it, Mark Ruffalo's got nothing going on. He could have done mocap for it easily, but I will say this Marvel studios has really fucked this because of how well they casted their movies. Cause now you see Thor as Hemsworth. You see Stark as Downey. You see Evans as Cap. You see Scarlet as Black Widow. Oh my God, she's so hot. But fuck you, Colin Jost. Fuck you. (laughs) Six ways from Sunday. (laughs) No, not fuck you. You're a hero. We love you. That's true. And I admire you. Idolize you. Um, You're very funny. Yeah. You do the jokes well. Yeah. But I think because they did that, now when you see something like this video game and you're like, oh, that doesn't even look like Captain America. I'm saying that because I've read comics. I've I've followed comics my entire life and it looks nothing like Captain America. Yep. Are they doing it to separate themselves from the Marvel Studios? Maybe. But you fucked Wouldn't up. Wouldn't blame them. You fucked up. It's simple yep. as that. Because I'm going to go to Tony Stark's house in this game and I'm going to be like, that's not fucking Tony Stark. Where's Tony Stark? That's fucking Jarvis. Like, I, it's stupid, 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 stupid. This game better be good because seriously, like, there has not been a Avengers style game that has been good since Ultimate Alliance. Correct. So this better be good. Yeah, I have not played Ultimate Alliance two. I have it. Never played it. It's the whole bad. reason I bought a Switch is for Ultimate Alliance 3, which is so far pretty fucking great. That's what I've heard. Pretty fucking great. Especially since they kind of did, like, not the exact Infinity Saga, like Infinity War and shit, but they, they did it. Yeah. And it was good. Um, now, with this game, there's some things I like, and there's some things I don't like. Getting into things I like, I like that they are introducing Miss Marvel as yep. kind of giving her her origin story. Because so I think she, especially as we get into this next generation of the MCU, it's good to bring characters like that to the forefront because that's going to be the future. Miss mm-hmm. Marvel's a very popular uh, character. And I think she was what, like the first Arabic superhero? I think she's yeah. Arabic. Yeah. yeah. So, like, setting milestones and just adding diversity to this very one-way kind of thing of doing. Mm-hmm. You know? um, one thing I don't like is you mentioned Captain America being in the game. Well, based off everything they've shown, uh, he's fucking dead in, like, yep. the first, first ten minutes. He's dead. Yep. So, it's like, Cool. Wonder how you're going to do that. Fucking, they're going to do some sort of like Justice League shit where they bring him back and he tries to kill everyone. Probably. Yeah. Um, looks like they're doing MODOK Which I'm as about. the main villain. I'm very excited about that. Um, they've also shown images of Abomination. Yep. Which would be pretty cool. And that's like um, the thing with Marvel. Like Marvel for me... What makes Marvel so like you obviously have the DC Marvel debate. Marvel will always win for me because their villains are so good and their villains are so um 
reserved. Like they, they don't branch off on their villains into like movies and video games as much. Like you really have to dive into like DLC for games to get good villains because they don't make them accessible for everything. Like Batman, like you could literally turn on one Batman movie and there's five villains in one Batman movie. Yeah. Like Marvel doesn't do that. Marvel tries to exclusive, make everything exclusive and make one villain and try to branch off that one villain. Like I've seen all the, the phase two, phase three, ideas for the movies and like trying to bring Ultron back. It's like, no, like you have a ginormous catalog of villains that are great. Yeah. Fuck this up. And to bring Modoc in fucking awesome. When they brought, um, um, the newest villain for the Spider-Man movie. Why is the name? Uh, Mysterio. Yes. When they brought Mysterio in, that was like, I didn't give a shit if the Spider-Man movie sucked ass. Mysterio was in it. And that's dope. Yeah, like they they do such a good job on like adding that and like Fox tried to fuck it up with Spider-Man trying to bring in the Sinister Six and like do it all so quickly. It's like, no, like you have to you have to develop these villains because they have like such a deep history and they are just so well developed in the comics that you'd be doing them a disservice if you brought them all in together so to bring modok in is just i'm super stoked yep. clarification here uh sony has the rights to spider-man that but, yeah yep That's um I'm one thing i didn't like from that 8 day gameplay thing was man is taskmaster a fucking bitch he's such a fucking wimp gets his ass kicked like and it's not like a bag on Black Widow. I know like that's he's a big villain in her history. I'm very excited to see the movie when it comes out in September. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, but like they did him so well in Spider Man. <laughs> like they really stuck with his character. Mm-hmm. And then they just made him some jackass who just gets pushed around. Yeah. Like I don't know. I really like Taskmaster. Taskmaster, Jesus Christ. Um, Petco. Yeah. Um, but I really like him as a villain, and I I just think it's a disservice to his character, yeah. Yeah. way they're portraying him so far. Um, moving on to a game that's coming out not on the PlayStation Five. Let's make this clarification. I'm sure it'll get a port, but uh, on October second. It's about fucking time that we get Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about fucking time. Should have been the title. <laughs> yeah, a little Sony. Um, I got this. Don't worry about it. I got, Listen, I got Sony, I we've already pissed off Ethan Hawke. <laughs> my, my co-host has already threatened Ronda Rousey. I did not threaten her at all. 100%. Um, no. so Ronda, I didn't threaten you. I'm sorry. I'm just going to let you know. Everything. You fucking got the title wrong for Crash. Just yeah. gonna say. It. However, game Throwing looks great. Bomb. Super yeah. excited, dude. Fucking that. Be a little so edgy. Good. Throw a fuck in there. No one's gonna yeah. like. What kids are gonna be like? Oh, I'm not gonna play Crash Bandicoot now because it says fuck. Wrong. They're gonna be like, this game says fuck. Let's play it. Yeah, that was the whole I know, reason I got I into Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only reason why I wanted to play Assassin's Creed is because you get to slit people's throats. That was cool. Yeah. Then my mom found out that was a thing, and she said no. Yeah. But fear too, though, is still a thing. 
<laughs> let's not talk about fear too. Let's not talk about you Literally going out to clean your truck in the middle of the night ruined, after playing that game. <laughs> ruined my life. Like <laughs> back when Blockbuster was a thing, and then Hastings developed off of that, and Hastings was still around, and we R. got R. to rent that game too. Me and Mike used to go get the game and we'd fucking turn all the lights off. We'd play it and we'd fucking be stupid and play creepy music in the background. Dude, that game fucked us up. That game was fucking scary. So with Crash 4, um, some of the things that they have shown is that Cortex and Coco will both be playable on their own levels, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've really been able to play cortex in a expanded capacity since twin sanity which please remaster that game i love it i don't care how bad it was i love that game i i remember in middle school i used to wake up at like four in the morning like three hours before i had to be at school i'm like i'll play crash twin crash twin sanity this game's so good um something they've speculated on a little bit allegedly a hundred plus levels. Damn. Jesus Christ. Coming from Crash Games. Drop a hundo like, levels and not put a fuck in the title. Yeah. Or just anywhere. Put it in the credits. No one reads those. I'll read them. Yeah, exactly. It's about time shouldn't have more than 69 levels. <laughs> Big facts, bro. That'd be so <laughs> nice. <laughs> um but apparently that's a thing. Um, in-game purchases have been uh, confirmed. My tr- yeah, right. Activision needs their money. And um, it looks like they're going to be keeping it kind of in the vein of uh, Crash Team Racing, where it's just going to be cosmetic items. It's not going to be anything that fucks with the game. Obviously, I don't know how they would do that in a Crash Bandicoot game, but they find a way. Um, yep. and apparently they're going to introduce some new game modes beyond like time trial so because that was really it it was like play the game play it to get the gems time trials Yep, you're done yep. so I'm excited for that game first game I ever remember playing ever was Crash Bandicoot on the Playstation 1 Actually, fun fact, your mom got me the original Crash Bandicoot for one of my birthdays. Nice. On the PS1. So shout out to Aunt Terry. Dude, Aunt Terry's a goat. Facts. Um, and then the last future coming game that I wanted to talk about, which again, I think is going to be on the PlayStation 5. I'm pretty damn sure. I don't know if it's going to come out on the past generation. Yeah because it just wouldn't really make sense, is Overwatch 2. Um, Overwatch, in case you've been living in a fucking hole for the last, like, three years, uh, pretty popular game. You know, some people like it. Um, there may or may not be, like, a giant esports league that gets say, broadcast on from, ESPN aside on it. from League of Legends, that's, like, one of the biggest titles that yeah. watched esports. You got, like, League of Legends... Overwatch, Siege, Call of Duty. Yep. Those are like the big four. So um, some of the things they've announced for Overwatch 2 is it will have a campaign. It will have PvE missions. 
um, as well as bringing back the classic PvP that everyone knows and loves for Overwatch. Um, you're also going to have hero-specific missions with their giant fucking cast of heroes. Jesus Christ. Um, co-op will be an option. You can level up your heroes, giving them uh, better abilities, things like that, which I think will be pretty cool. Um, you can also customize their abilities. You can add new ones just for the fuck of it. Um, we're getting new heroes, new maps, and they're also adding in a new game mode called Push, which is kind of like that escort multiplayer mode on Call of Duty where you have like the bot that does shit moves things to like different point you have to defend it mm. um this one i think is going to be more so like a, a tug of war oh, okay where like i'm sure the bot will be like in the middle and you have to fight each other and whoever has like more people or whatever will push the bot forward and once you get to whatever mark you win oh. so um i think that'll be super cool it took me a very long time to get into overwatch but when i did um I had a lot of fun with it. I'm still kind of just barely getting into it. But it's a fun game, fun concept. Art style super good. And um, Blizzard kind of sort of knows what they're doing, I guess. Meh. Allegedly. Meh. Um, made a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those were the big, the big excitement filled announcements there are a bunch of other games we're leaving out of here like stray potential game of the year (laughs) stupid cat game yeah that is stupid cat game (laughs) why would you even put that on your fucking video like what you're trying to sell me on something don't sell me a game where you walk around a cat it's dumb it's stupid as i again Sony, you're fucking it up. It started with the F word. Now it's fucking a cat. Jesus. Stupid. Stupid. Don't believe me. Look up Stray. Look up Stray. Look up the gameplay and tell me that that looks fun. If you can convince me that that looks fun, I'll change my mind. Breaking news. Sony fucked a cat. Your words, bro, not mine. Bestiality. <laughs> Jane Silent Bob know all about that. Yeah, it's true. This guy says he wants to fuck a sheep. <laughs> um, yeah, those are like the big games. Yeah. Uh, other than Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank, what's like your big game off that list that really sticks out to you? Um, it's hard for me because a lot of these games are games that are either sequels or connected to another game that I never played. Like I didn't play Horizon. I didn't play Overwatch. So I can tell right now just by looking at the list, I can tell you Horizon and Overwatch are going to be the most popular. Of the ones that I wasn't already excited about, I would say cyberpunk is probably the next one that I'm super excited about. I'm also, um, I've already pre-ordered the Avengers game, so I'm hoping that doesn't suck, but I would say cyberpunk is probably the one that looks the best. Looks like it's falling in line with how it looks. And it's really going to come down to user gameplay on if it 
fits the bill. Yeah. I, um, it took me a really long time to get sold on cyberpunk, probably longer than it should have. I probably should have pre-ordered it when Bro, Keanu, Keanu showed up. Reeves was in the yeah. promo. I know. I should probably should have pre-ordered John it Wick, then. bro. Yeah. The one, bro. Yeah. Fuck sold. Yeah. But uh, based off the little bit of gameplay I watched recently, I'm like, all right. Eventually, hopefully, we'll get the fucking game November 19th. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, we'll see. 160 I did, something so, days. What was cool, to, going back to like specs of the system, I did see that... Uh, Sony was thinking about doing a cloud service. So it'd fall in line with the whole PlayStation Plus. And mm. if you got the digital version of the game, when you would buy like the year or whatever, you would get X amount of gigs cloud storage. So then you didn't have to take up console storage for specific. That'd be games. so tight. Um, it kind of sucks then, for playing offline. If you like lose yeah. internet or whatever, yeah. then it's like, fuck. But... Yeah. Yeah, but like now, like even most of most of the games that I have are all digital, so it's yeah, it's similar. But I'd also be losing all my saved data and all that garb, um, <laughs> garbage. Yeah, but um, that was something that I found pretty interesting, and and I think if you want, like, obviously the debate was always, you know, Sony versus or PlayStation versus Xbox. Xbox, you always had to pay for Xbox Live. You know, PlayStation originally you didn't, and then when the PS4 came out, it's like, haha, gotcha. Now you do, and yeah. then everyone's like, well, now that we do, maybe we jump over to Xbox because Xbox has been around for so long. Well, if Sony can release this cloud storage and actually make it feasible for everyone and make the cost make sense, you're going to be plucking a lot of people from Microsoft because that's a big thing for Microsoft as well as yeah. far as storage space. Yeah, and plus, um. With the PlayStation, with the um, fact with the PlayStation 5, they're doing a disc and a digital version. Yep. That, that plays a huge factor because we don't know the, the spec differences between um, the digital and the disc version. But when you're getting all your games digital plus save data plus avatars and backgrounds and whatever the fuck else you have saved to your PlayStation, I'm not judging. Um, Why are you looking at my PlayStation, bro? Bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, that's going to make a huge difference. And that, on top of the fact that, let's just be honest, PlayStation exclusives are... This is not a new thought at all. I'm not taking credit for this at all. They're just way better. Way better. I've way never better. been a huge Halo guy even in the early years when they were like objectively way better than the current ones. Um, Gears of War never really did it for me. That was like the only one. Like when I got the Xbox one, that was like the only game that I was sold on. And the only reason was I played it twice with people that were actually really good at the game. Yeah. So when you same. played multiplayer, it was fun. Got it for myself. Fucking sucked. Yeah. I was like, this game sucks. I don't like it. All I wanted to do was use the chainsaw and there's like maybe one or two times in the story that you could actually like use it where it made sense. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Wasn't a fan. Um, really the only thing that the Xbox one, the reason why I bought an Xbox one is because of the rare replay collection they put out where you could play like the Banjo-Kazooie games and like perfect dark right. and just classics. Viva Pinata. 
Um, can't leave out Viva Pinata. Um, but I just, I'm not a big Xbox guy. Mm. I never have been. I'm very biased. I've owned every PlayStation. I own every PlayStation. I, I've grown up on their games. Yep, same. Like Crash Bandicoot, like I said, first game I ever played was Crash Bandicoot. My favorite game of all time, Spider-Man. It's PlayStation exclusive. Like, they just have me in the palm of their hand. <laughs> they could fucking show up and burn my bed and I'd be like, all right, more time to play video games, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd play their fucking games. <laughs> but, yeah, the ball is firmly in, in Microsoft's court. It's easy to say. They need to put on some sort of event um, that is somehow better than the one PlayStation put on a month ago, yep. which is hard to do. Yeah. Like, do you guys really have that many exclusives no. to show off? No. And here's the, the only thing, way... Like back, like, back when the PS4 was announced, that was like... The PS3 and the Xbox 360 was the sole argument was do you want to pay for online play or not? Like that was what the argument came down to when it came to the PS4 and the Xbox one, everyone was talking about specs. Mm. Xbox was crushing the PlayStation and specs. When it came to exclusives, the PlayStation was way behind on dropping games. I mean, for the love of God, when the system was released, you had remakes of all the EA sports games that had already come out. And on top of that, that's when like all the ultimate teams became super popular. So no one was going to go buy a PlayStation four just to restart all of their ultimate teams, all of their friends right. they weren't going to do it. So yeah. you really had call of duty ghosts, dog shows. You had, uh, uh, what was that other game that they dropped? Well, they had, uh, the order that was supposed, that was like supposed to be the big, yeah, that was supposed to be like the rival happen. to Rise Son of Rome for the Xbox yeah. One. Yep, yep. And Rise Son of Rome was way fucking better. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, then it was, okay, PlayStation no longer has the exclusives. It's coming down to specs. You both have to pay for internet. So Xbox wins. And you had a lot of people that were kind of on the fence that jumped towards Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Well... You look at the arguments now, you can pull up any subreddit, you can pull up anything, and you're going to find people arguing, and even the people that always have Microsoft are going to allude to PlayStation has the better exclusives. The Xbox might have better stats barely or more capability for the future, but the PlayStation has more exclusives now and more exclusives planned over the next five years that Xbox is going to have to pull some crazy stuff out of their ass for us to even be like, oh, hey, that might be worth it. Yeah, and it's going to have to be more. It's going to have to be more than just the new fucking Halo. Right. The next Forza. Right. Whatever. Exactly. Like, Forza's good. I I enjoy those more than Gran Turismo games. Yeah. But, like, that's not going to suck me in. It's a fucking racing game. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to, they're going to have to do something like, my initial thought was like, backwards compatibility like doing something to where not only can you utilize disc base because let's be honest you're you're now four systems from the original Mm -hmm. 
very few people aside from gaming collectors are going to have the original discs from the Xbox one. You're not going to have the demand nor the markup capabilities to sell those Xbox one games to get people to purchase your console. So you're going to have to do it all digitally. So they're going to have to do something like the PS now does, and they're going to have to do it exclusively for the games that were very popular for the Xbox, the Xbox 360 and the Xbox one. That's like the only thing that they could do that would make me go, okay, maybe it is worth getting the better stat system and having the capability of that, especially if they launched it with, when you buy a year of Xbox live, you get this for free for the first year. Yeah. Cause that would be legit. It kind of, it's probably not gonna happen. Yeah. They kind of have something similar to that. They have the Xbox game pass, yeah. which I'm a actually very proud subscriber to. When I had my I Xbox wanna... one, that's all I had. I literally yeah. had two games. I think I still have them. I have like UFC three and like Tony Hawk pro skater five. And then I had the game pass and that was it. The game pass. I think like, I don't buy Xbox games unless it's something that I really want to play. Like I had to buy cuphead because cuphead is fucking amazing. Um, but like, I think their choices for games on game pass is way better than PlayStation now. PlayStation now you get a lot of like the PlayStation hits mm-hmm. and like the classic games from the PS3, like Infamous and Infamous 2 and Infamous Festival of Blood and <laughs> XCOM 2, I guess. But like it's it's very limited on mm-hmm. what they put on there. I mean, they're gonna put the big PlayStation exclusives from this generation on there: Spider-Man, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn. Things like that are on there. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. But it's nowhere nowhere near the scale and the uh, selection of Game Pass. Right. That's like one of the only things that really like keeps me using my Xbox other than the fact that I want to play Skate 3 is I go on Game Pass. I'm like, huh, what's here? I'm like, oh, I could buy, like right now PlayStation is running their special. They're selling all the Yakuza games for discounted prices. I can go on game pass and I can play them there. Right. And like, same thing with like EA access. I also have EA access for the Xbox since when it launched, it was Xbox exclusive. Now they have it on everything. But like, if I wanted to play like the mass effect games or something or plants versus zombies for some reason, and I didn't want to buy the games, I'm going to play them on EA access. Right. Which the fact that they've moved that cross platform is nice because now you have that same selection. Um, Origin access on the PC obviously gets some of the better games faster because people are typically putting out more money right. overall on the PC. Yep. Um, but it's nice that they give you like the store discounts on PlayStation and Xbox. Like, oh, you want to buy Apex coins? Here's 10% off your Apex coins for having EA access. Right. Sick. But I guess we'll see. Um, I don't think they have a date announced right now on when their next event is going to be. I know EA Play just passed where they announced some stuff for uh, current generation titles and um, some future things. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
really the only things that can get them above PlayStation right now is a good selection of exclusives, a fucking release date, and price. Because right now the them to price. They have yeah. to be Sony to price. Yeah, because right now the wheelhouse everyone's going around in for the PlayStation 5, uh, obviously there might be some discrepancy between the disc and the digital version, is about 450 to 500 schmackers. My guess is going to be digital version will be 399 disc-based will be 499 That's my guess. Okay. I'm not sure if there would be that big of a discrepancy. It depends on. It really depends on how much has changed between the digital and the disc version. I think you're probably more of in like a fifty dollar wheelhouse between the two. Probably either three ninety nine and four forty nine ninety nine, or four forty nine ninety nine and four ninety nine ninety nine. So, I, I think nine. Right nine. Um, but it's it's a wait and see thing now. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what Xbox has to offer when they put something out. Uh, you'll hear it from us. We will uh, keep our eyes and ears open for any little tidbits we can get. Um, that's it. Yeah. Um, Jason, would you like to let the people at home know what we got coming up next? Oh, super excited. So, um, brief premise on why this show was super important to me is dabbling in creative content, being a content creator for the first time ever doing my sports podcast. I started to see like how difficult it truly is. You look at these people that are, you know, influencers on Instagram and Facebook and all these things. And you're like, Oh, that's the life. They literally just post stuff on social media. Try it. It is super difficult. It's very hard to do what you love, project what you love. And at the same time, make sure that what you're projecting is worth it by putting it out there and getting it out there the right way with the algorithms and all that garb. So the big thing that I wanted to do on this show is utilize our platform and bring on other people that do that so we can give them the proper face time that they deserve. So absolutely. Obviously being a gaming first podcast with entertainment involved, we wanted to start the show with obviously our beautiful faces and our beautiful minds projecting um, a couple episodes, we'll get a, another episode out here shortly um, with a third episode right behind it. And then our plan is by the fourth or fifth episode to launch our very first focus. And our focus will be on streamers and gaming streamers specifically. We're going to have some big time streamers, some middle streamers, some low end streamers, some beginners. Um, and really our, our purpose for that is one, like I said, get them the proper FaceTime they deserve. But also, we want you guys to start seeing that this is a legit profession and the people that do this take this very seriously and we want to um, let you dive into a, a profession that you don't know very well. Um, you know, you see your everyday professions in movies and TV and, and your everyday life. You don't necessarily see what goes beyond these webcams for these streamers. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. So um, we already have some streamers confirmed. 
Um, and we already have about four or five slotted in. Um, most of them, or not most of them, all of them are Facebook gamers. So they're all affiliated with Facebook gaming. Um, they have thousands upon thousands of followers. Um, so they have, you know, hundreds of subscribers. So there's going to be a lot of um, fanboys that are going to be excited to see their streamer be on the show. Um, and hopefully for you guys that like both entertainment and gaming and us, Avi, um, you're going to be able to dabble in a new uh, realm and kind of understand um, the minds of these people, which is they're, they're all young. They, you know, most of them worked jobs and then started streaming and went in and told their boss, like, Hey, I'm going to take streaming seriously. I quit. Like, that's a big step to trust in a profession that you don't know where it's going to take you, but also putting trust in yourself. Like that's, you know, especially now being in a quarantine where most of us have jobs, but we're working from home. Like you understand the struggle of like staying motivated while you're at home. These people do this on a daily basis. So we're super excited for this um, focus. Our plan is to do a couple episodes a week um, and allow you guys to dive into it as quickly as you want um, because we're going to have so much content out there that you can pick and choose where you go. Um, and the plan is to probably take up a month of this focus and we're going to try to get as many streamers on as we can. Obviously, simple math. Tells you if we do a whole month, that's four weeks. We're trying to do two episodes a week. We're trying to get eight streamers. Right now we have five. So our plan is to start with that five. If we end after the five and then we want to do another focus later on, so be it. Um, but that's our premise. That's where we're starting. And we're super excited about it. Uh, we've been um, welcomed by every streamer that we've reached out to. They seem excited to be on, which is super, um, super relieving for us because it yeah. was an idea that we kind of were just like, this would kind of be cool. And we yeah. reached out to streamers and 90% of the streamers are like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Um, so. It's been awesome to see some of the uh, excitement that we've been getting from these other like big streamers, these streamers that have a following, you know, as us, this is our first episode and we've already got five locked down. Like it's crazy to think that these guys were willing to take a chance on us. And it's very uh, motivating for us to put in as much work as we can to uh, bring you guys the content that you want to see and bring in other outlooks within this, this realm, you know? And with that, like if you guys have a favorite streamer and you would love us to interview them, let us know. Let them. Let us know. Drop their handles down in the comments. Message us, um, or reach out to that streamer. I know there are plenty of streamers I would love to talk to. Um, in fact, one of them I'm wearing their sweatpants right now. Um, but like, we want to take this to another level. We don't want you guys to just have to hear from us. We want you to have kind of an inside look into. Um, how people are legitimizing gaming. Um, this is a giant industry that we're in uh, with entertainment and gaming. Lots of money to be made in it and lots of uh, personalities. And that's what I think I'm 
most excited for is to hear these personalities and kind of interact with them, interact with their communities, maybe, you know, bring them into our own and have this big collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. So let us know who you guys want us to talk to. Um, We're open to basically all suggestions. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to hear from them. Yeah. So far we have um, Lenny from Lenny's Lair. She's locked in. Uh, We have Wink locked in. Um, We have Gigi Fire locked in. Um, We have Exhibit locked in and Ricky Live locked in. So um, those are the streamers that we've reached out to that have accepted. We have reached out to um, some other streamers and just unfortunately schedules just don't make sense right now, which again, the whole reason why we're doing this is because we want all of you to see what this schedule looks like. And hopefully that means if this is a success later down the road, we can cross paths again and schedules make sense. It's the name of the business and you know, we're not going to stop reaching out. So um, absolutely. If you, if you know a streamer like a streamer um, or literally just started watching someone that you feel like content wise, it's something that you're going to be interested in drop their handles. We will definitely do the research and reach out to them and try to get them on the show for you. Um, And obviously if you have been following them or support them for a while and you want them on, feel free to reach out to them. Let them know who we are. Um, You know, our, our Facebook page and our Instagram page will start dropping a lot of our handles and web addresses and all those things. So you can easily share those with them and get them in touch with us because we would be more than happy uh, to provide this platform for any streamer out there that is willing to um, put their face with ours, for sure. That's so. a big willingness. I've I've looked in a mirror recently, yeah. and it's yikes. But um, I think that's about it for episode one. Oh yeah. Um, this feels so good, man. This feels so good to finally get it off the ground and running and I want to let's keep up this pace. You know, hopefully you guys have enjoyed us sitting and talking for however long we've been talking. (laughs) I know we were shooting for like an hour and a half, but I have a big feeling it's been longer than that. Oh, big time. Uh, Just Um, feel like I'm part of the gang. Not be a poster, but oh, dude, Wakanda forever, bro. Wakanda forever, dude. I don't have my I don't have my Wakanda Wu Tang shirt on. Maybe I'll wear that next episode. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Um, this is obviously, if you're listening to this, going to be up on YouTube and SoundCloud, um, and we're working with other uh, streaming platforms to bring it to as many of you as possible and uh hopefully we will be up and running on those platforms very very soon and kind of like the streamer thing if there's a platform that you like um generally once we get the ball rolling it is from my experience with my other show um it's easier for us to dabble in multiple um platforms than it is to strictly try to put content out for one platform. So um, if there is like, like for instance, for my show, I probably did 
20 episodes before Stitcher was even brought to my attention. I knew of Stitcher, but I didn't really see putting it out there. And then I actually had multiple listeners reach out to me and they're like, Hey, you know, we really like Stitcher. We use Stitcher for all of our podcasts. I think if we got notifications for your show, we'd listen to it more frequently on Stitcher. So I started sharing my stream with Stitcher. So um, if there is a specific app that you like, um, let us know. We will do our best to try to get the RSS feed over there to um, get the show to notify you and, and get you all the material you want as quickly as possible. And with that, um, if you are listening slash watching on YouTube, um, if you guys are enjoying the content, feel free to like and subscribe. It mm-hmm. sounds cliche as hell, but it, it fucking helps. It really does. With the way YouTube's algorithm works, got to get it up there. Leave us a comment. Let us know if you want any streamers on the show. Uh, let us know. Let Jason know if you want to defend Ethan Hawke. Don't know why. But <laughs> you better not. And uh, sure you Ethan Hawke, then I'll entertain it. Yeah. Um, and if you want to know when our next episode is dropping, feel free to hit that little bell icon next to the subscribe button, which will let you know when our new episodes go live. Jason must have a fly or something. No, I was actually, I used to have a bell right here. So was like, uh, it's gone. Oh. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I remember that day actually. <laughs> um, that's it. That's episode yeah. one. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will have another episode up very very soon um probably next uh within a week we'll say that within a week probably the next one yeah yeah we'll work on we'll work on some content we might have a little special fourth of july episode for you who knows we'll see oh yeah guys thank you so much i have been cody you've been cody yeah i've been i i i maybe i don't know Whoa. Maybe I'm on another astral plane, bro. Astro world? Travis Scott? Astro. Tie it back in? It's lit. <laughs> I am still Jason. So. He's still Jason. Um, and we are done here today. So you guys stay safe. Eat your fucking vegetables. Wear a mask. Do whatever it takes. But at the end of the day, just have a good day. We'll be seeing you soon. Peace.